Thank you. We are glad that you have joined us today to God be the glory. Hallelujah. Let us get ready to get into God's word in Jesus' name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I, I, I really take it not for granted for anyone. There's some people that are very committed to joining us. God bless you for your commitment in every angle that you've joined us on YouTube, joined us on Facebook. God bless you as you join us as we come into the study of the Word of God. We bless the Lord, and I know you will not remain the same. The Lord is ready to change and transform us. To God be the glory. If you are in TV land, if you are in network land, Facebook land, wherever you are, you can repeat these words with me that today I will be changed. I will be transformed by the word of God. I will not remain the same. My mind will be renewed. I am what God says I am. I'm instructed by scripture. Who I am. I believe it. I receive it. And I am open to the understanding of the truth in Christ Jesus. Can we say amen? Your spirit is ready to receive. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Today we want to still continue with the unveiling the believer. Unveiling the believer. This title, we have set it apart so that it may bring reality and truth into the believer to come to identify themselves with the nature they have become. Praise be to God. It is important for us to understand that the believer is no longer like Adam. The believer has transitioned from the rest of Adam. Let me call it from the nature of Adam. Praise be to God. And has come into the nature of Christ. God be the glory. And so it is important for us to come to the place of realizing what we have become as believers. How we have become believers. And what it is that we are to God be the glory. So as we continue to go through this series, previously we learned and we came to the understanding to God be the glory. Uh, that we discovered that the believer has internal life. Praise God. Hallelujah. He has internal life. That as much as the Adamic life was perishable, the believer has a life that lives forever. That is abides forever. Praise be to God. We also came to understand, number two, we said a believer is reconciled to God. In other words, with the believer, between the believer and God, there is no gap anymore. They have been reconciled. We've been reconciled to God. Praise be to God. We also came to understand that the believer is redeemed. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, I am redeemed. To God be the glory redeemed, given a new value, given a new status, redeemed, brought back, praise God, brought into a fullness, hallelujah, of the goodness of the Lord. I've been redeemed. And we notice it's not with corruptible things, but with things that are incorruptible. Praise be to God. And we also came to realize that a believer is, has no condemnation. A believer has no condemnation. Praise be to God. We realize that a believer is not condemned. A believer is free to God be the glory. 
And when we came to this realization, we came to open our understanding of the believer having no ties of anything that is of the past holding them back because they are no longer standing in condemnation. So today we want to begin from there. Father, we bless you and we bless your word. Thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for the joy of the Lord. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. In Romans chapter 1, we want to start where we stopped. Forget, praise be to God. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We want to begin there to re-enter, reiterate what it says there. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to to the spirit, praise be to God. That a believer who is not walking according to the flesh, but walks according to the spirit, has no condemnation. It is important to understand that when the flesh is in control, praise God, you feel like you are under condemnation because the, 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 the things of the flesh start to show up in our lives. But God is saying to us, that if the spirit is in control, praise be to God, we see that there is no condemnation. Now he says here, you feel, you, we may feel like we are condemned when we are under the flesh. But you just have to learn, praise God, to let the spirit be in control. Can we say amen? And we, in continuing with this, we just want to compare an, an analog of Jesus in the boat. Let us analyze something here from Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Mark 4, as we understand how the spirit needs to be in control, to God be the glory. As I was studying this, the Lord led me to see uh, uh, something that we can use as a comparison to determine the spirit being in control. An analogy. Look at it in verse 35. It says, On the same day, when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Praise God. Jesus is saying, let's cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitudes, they took him along in the boat as he was. Another little boat were also with him. Hallelujah. And a great wind, a great windstorm arose, praise be to God. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already feeling, praise be to God. Hallelujah. I want to change this and be able to read it in uh, King James, praise be to God. So as we continue to God be the glory, verse, 30, verse 37, it says, and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. So that it was now full. And he was in the hinder, he was behind, part in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. 
And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Verse 41. And they feared exceedingly. And said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Praise be to God. When I was looking at this story, I realized that the Holy Spirit allowed this story to be in the book. Because there are many miracles, many things Jesus did that were not even written. The Bible tells us that. But this specific story was put there that we may understand something the Spirit of God is, is teaching. In this, in this story, we see that the ship is the believer. The ship is the believer and the sea is the world, praise be to God. So the believer is in the world, to God be the glory, and is in the sea as the world. And the disciples are the flesh. The disciples are what? Are the flesh. And the flesh is not born again. And none of them at this moment in time were born again. They believe these people who are disciples moving with Jesus all over around, they were yet not born again. They had not received the Holy Ghost in them, praise God. He was with them, but he was not in them yet, to God be the glory. And they were not born of spirit as of yet, because Jesus had not died, to God be the glory. And Jesus is the born again spirit in a believer. So here we have the believer is the ship, the sea is the world, the disciples is the flesh, and Jesus is the spirit, the born-again spirit in a believer. Praise be to God. And what we notice here, that in this boat, the disciples are in control of driving this boat. They are in control of taking this boat to where the, the, the master said we go. He says, in other words, meaning the flesh is sailing in the ship. The flesh is driving the, this type of believer. And but the spirit, here is what we do. The spirit, which is Jesus, is sleeping and riding along, but uh, sleeping. Sleeping. In Luke chapter 8, verse 23, the same story, Luke told us that, but as they sailed, he fell asleep. As they sailed, he fell. And there came, in other words, immediately he fell asleep. There came down a storm of wind to, uh, on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. There's something to understand here, that as long as the flesh is in control of you, the world will keep filling your life. As long as the boats, your boat is controlled by the flesh, the sea, which is the world, will keep filling your world, will keep filling your life. Even when the spirit of born again is in you, the world keeps filling you. And this is what the Holy Spirit is teaching us as here. That as long as the flesh is in control, of you, the world will keep feeling and controlling your life. However experienced these fishermen were, remember they, remember they were fishermen. 
Remember, there were people that knew how the sea behaved. They knew how to fish. But here they are, they are in jeopardy. They, they are running out of ideas. They are running out of control. They are running out of uh, how they are going to make to stabilize the ship. And that is how sometimes we feel when the flesh is leading, you start to condemn God. You start to say, why am I going through this? But you forget that the flesh, you have left the flesh to be in control and however experienced you are in the world of how to swim of how to do whatever it is of how to get money of how to ship whatever it is you think you are in control as long as the flesh is in control there is going to be something that looks like condemnation it's going to be water is going to be coming in the sea is going to be coming in the world is going to be coming into your life and the world is going to affect you that you come to a place of feeling like you're in jeopardy yet you are born again yet you are this is the place and time where people feel like they are cursed this is the place and time where i feel they feel they are condemned but i came to tell you praise god keep the flesh down and let the spirit arise thank you jesus you see, the shocking thing is because of the born again spirit, the ship could not sink. He was sleeping, but the ship was filling with water, but still it could not sink. Ah, child of God, it doesn't matter what pursues against you. As long as the right spirit is in you, to God be the glory, you will float over the circumstances of the world. Jesus was in the boat, but the boat could not sink. It was in jeopardy, but the boat could not sink. The, the, the world beat upon it, but the boat could not, could not sink. Praise be to God. And this is why I want you to realize here. He says to us, thank you, Jesus. The, the revelation we have here that until a believer is able to wake the spirit up, praise God. Until we are able to awake our spirit, praise God. Until you awake the true spiritual nature, you awake to that nature, you will, not, you will live a life of survival. I believe until you awake your true nature, your true identity, your true understanding of who you are, every time of your life you will be walking in the realms of survival. You are not sinking, but you are just surviving. You are not sinking, but you are just surviving. But when you awake the true nature of your spirit, when you awake the true nature of your identity, here we see that the disciples go and awake Jesus out of sleep. He is the born again spirit in that boat. He is the spirit Lord of resurrection. He is the spirit that is born again. He is the representation in this analogy. And he, when he's woken up, praise God, he takes charge. Hallelujah. When you come to the identity of what God has made you, you stand up to what you are. You stand up to what God says you are. You stand up in your rightful identity. And that is why I'm here to unveil the believer. Praise be to God. When you arise to who you are, when you arise to your fullness, you become in, you get in charge. Praise God. You come in you come in church to God be the glory. This is important to control, to control the world around us. We must awake our nature in Christ. 
to control the world around us. We must awake our nature in, in Christ. The nature of Christ must awaken us. It doesn't matter how experienced you are about this world. It doesn't matter how, how educated you are in this world. The world will beat you left, right, and center. It doesn't matter how experienced you are, but you must learn believer. You must learn saint. You must learn child of God. There is a spirit in you that is able to awake and take charge, hallelujah, and take control, hallelujah. Awake the spirit in you, praise be to God. Awake the born again spirit in you. Awake him. Praise be to God. You must come to a place of awaking. Awake him in prayer. They came and prayed to him. Awake the spirit in you in prayer. Awake yourself in a spiritual prayer. Praise be to God. Until you awake Christ in you. Praise be to God. The spirit in you, you must awaken. The storm keeps raging. The storm, the storm will keep raging until the storm doesn't know, doesn't understand, doesn't respect the flesh. It will butter it in whichever way it butters it. And every time you feel like God is against you, you feel like you're condemned. No, it's because you've left the flesh on the throne. But awake the spirit in you, praise God. Awake the spirit in you to God be the glory. Awake the spirit of a believer. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Awake that spirit and stop the sea around you from raging. Until you awake Christ in you. Until you awake that born again spirit in you. Until you awake, the storm keeps raging. When Christ awoke, this is what we see. When the born again spirit awoke, praise God. He rebuked the storm and there was a great calm. Praise God. And there was a, a great calm. Praise be to God. To keep a great calm around you, keep your spirit awake. I say keep your, keep your spirit awake. To keep your spirit awake, you must awake to your identity. You must awake to your identity. Keep your spirit awake. Keep your spirit awake. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the flesh is doing. But as long as the spirit is awake, there shall be great calm. I said there shall be... In other words, when he awoke, everything went back to power. Hallelujah. Let the Christ in you awake. Let the spirit of God in you awake. Awake the born again man. Awake that man inside of you. Awake him. Let's awake him today in identifying ourselves with what God has made us to be. You are awake when you, re, you come to recognition of your identity in Christ. That is where you can arise. Jesus did not bargain with a storm. Jesus did not bargain with the waves. Jesus did not bargain with the water. He just rose up and says, peace, be still. Oh, child of God, it is in you too. Hallelujah. For greater is in you that is in you. Praise God than he that is in the world. You have that victory in you. Praise be to God. 
Oh, somebody say, I awake. Let's awake to what Jesus has said we are. We continue with our identification of the believer and we come to the realization of, of number five, praise God. God is satisfied with a believer. I say God is satisfied of the believer through the atonement, the sacrifice that he gave for us to be atoned. Through the propitiation he has given to us. God is satisfied with a believer. He is satisfied of the believer through God's propitiation. The believer is in good terms with God. I said the believer is in good terms with God. To God be the glory. Romans chapter 3 verse 25 helps us to understand this. He says, whom God has sent forth, praise God, to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past and through the forbearance of God. Praise be to God. Now this is important to recognize that God is sent you did not reconcile yourself to God, but God, hallelujah, moved to you. He moved to you, praise God. He moved to you to pay everything that concerns your troubles, your trials, your challenges of sin, praise God. God sent him to be an atonement. Jesus came to be an atonement, the reconciling token, the debt consolation. A believer in Christ is atoned to God be the glory. He has been atoned, not an enemy to God anymore. You are not an enemy to God anymore. Praise be to God. A believer is not an enemy of God anymore. You don't carry any curse to make you deterred from God anymore. Nothing abides against you because you are in line, in relationship. In There is no separation between you and him. The debt has been paid. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. The debt has been paid. Not because of your good works. Because every action that pleases God is in Christ. Every action that pleases God is where? Is in Christ. God himself provided for us the atonement because of his love for us. You did not go to, to, to heal yourself. You cannot even reconcile yourself to God. God has already reconciled you and is telling you, come, I'm not an enemy of you anymore. Because he has paid and removed anything that was holding our relationship back. Oh, praise God. Look at 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. Praise God. 1 John chapter 4 verse 10. He helps us to understand here something clearly. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sin. 
He loved. God loves you. I want to address you today, child of God. You are loved of God. Hallelujah. God loved you. Even when you are still in your sins, God still loved you. And in his love, he sent the payment, the, the sacrifice, the atonement to remove everything that hinders a relationship between you and him. That atonement is Jesus. Don't make that atonement to be in vain. Don't trample it down by trying to say you are still an enemy with God. Don't trample down what God has sent to you by trying to say you still have the sins of your father controlling you. Don't trample down what Jesus has done for you. Don't trample it down. Praise be to God. Embrace the salvation. Embrace the atonement. Praise be to God. Embrace him. Hallelujah. Don't trample it down by trying to look like you can reconcile yourself. He has done the work. You never loved him. You never loved him for him to react to your love. He loved you for you to react to his love. Praise be to God. He loved us when we were still in sin. He's atoned us to God be the glory. We are no longer enemies. We are not rebellious anymore. We are children of the beloved. In the beloved, praise be to God. Send his son to atone us. Christ is the pleasure of God. And all in him become pleasing to God. All in him become to God. Look at 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. Praise be to God. What does it say to us? He says something very significant. Thank you, Jesus. And he is the propitiation for our sins. And on for ours only. But also for the sins of the world. The whole world. Listen, whoever is out there, praise God. Even the world, whether they are Muslims, whether they are Buddhists, whether they are what? This blood of Jesus, the propitiation this atonement praise be to god was for them too praise the lord but they don't know it they haven't come to the knowledge of it and that's why they can only hear it from you this atonement this propitiation this price can this debt cancellation thing that god has given to us in christ jesus praise god is for the whole world for the whole for the whole world the sins of the world have been dealt with in Christ Jesus. And we all have to learn it is time to receive that forgiveness. Allow that forgiveness upon your life because everything that is necessary has been done. Somebody say, I am, I am free with God. God is satisfied with me. God is satisfied with me. God is satisfied with you, believer. Don't walk around with your head down. God has been satisfied with you. Number six, praise God. All sins, all the sins of the believers, all sins have been remitted, have been canceled. I'll say that again, by blood. Have been canceled by the blood of Jesus. Look at Hebrews chapter Hebrews 9 verse 14. Hallelujah. We want to take it from uh, 9 verse, let's take it from chapter verse 11. Chapter 9 verse 11, it says, But Christ being come on, uh, 
being come and a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. Praise be to God. Not made with the hands, but that is to say, not of this building, verse 12, neither by the blood of the God of gods and curves, but by his own blood he entered in once unto the holy place. Praise be God. Having obtained internal redemption for us. Verse 13. For if the blood of gods, of blood of bulls, and of gods, and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling and the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. Verse 14 is what I'm after to bring context into it. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the internal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works, praise God, to serve the living God. To do what? The blood of Jesus purges. Purging means removes, praise God removes that dead consciousness it removes that sin it removes those dead works praise god the blood of jesus it is not going to be spilled again believer it was spilled for you and it has purged you praise god hallelujah it has purged the sins away from you to god be the glory peter puts it in a stronger way let's go to peter first peter chapter 2 verse 24 praise god Thank you, Jesus. First Peter chapter 2, verse 24. What does it say? It says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body. He bear our sins in his own, uh, his own body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. On the tree that we being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Oh, praise God. By whose stripes we were, we were healed. You see, that healing there is not just a healing of the body of sickness. It is the healing of sin. It is the healing of what? Of sin. That's why we look at it in Isaiah chapter 53. Isaiah 53 verse 5. Isaiah 53 verse 5, it says... But he was wounded for our transgression. What was he wounded? For our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we were healed. Praise be to God. To God be the glory. Verse 6, beg your pardon. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned away one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him all the iniquity of us all. All the iniquity of us all. Praise be to God. Listen to me. A believer, praise God. Every sin has been remitted, has been canceled. He has no sins of his forefathers, of his 
dead fathers following him because a believer has come into God. Not that he was let go by for free, not but somebody paid the price. Hallelujah. The believer was not let off. No, something was paid for him to be free. Somebody say every sin is remitted and canceled by the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Number seven, we say a believer is joined to Jesus. A believer is, uh, is joined to Jesus. To God be the glory. A believer is joined uh, to Jesus. Let us look at it again. What does it say here? Look at Romans chapter 6, verse 6. Romans 6, verse 6. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Romans 6, verse 6. What does it say? Knowing this, so there is, uh, there is uh, a needful to know. Doing what? Knowing this, that our old man is crucified. The old man is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed. Believer, the body of sin that used to control you, according to the scripture, that body was destroyed. Was destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. A believer, here it is important for him to understand that he was joined to Christ and he was crucified with Christ. Praise to God. And the body of sin, that the body of sin might be destroyed. In other words, what he did, he did not do for himself. What he did, he did for you, believer. He did for you, saint. He did for you that he may completely nullify the body of sin. That it may not have control over you. Praise be to God. Father, we give you praise. That henceforth you should not serve sin. In other words, he has given you the, the ability to be able to command, to be able to say no to sin. There are people that have no choice. They are pulled like goats. They are pulled like dogs. Whenever the sin goes, it goes. But to you, believer, you have the ability, praise God, to say no, to stand and prevail and come to the place of saying, I am a child of God. I carry, my body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I've been joined to Christ. Can we say amen? The old man is crucified with Christ. I said the old man is crucified with Christ. Look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Praise be to God. We are identifying the believer. We are coming to the knowledge of realizing who the believer is. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Father, we glorify your holy name. Thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. In Jesus' name. Look at Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. To God be the glory. Galatians 2 20. What does he say to us? It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, 
I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life you live in this body to God be the glory is a life of Jesus Christ. Believer, you can no longer count yourself as a sinner. Believer, you can no longer count of yourself as a sinner let off. No, no, no. That sinner died. Praise God. That sinner was got rid of. He was crucified. He was crucified. Praise God. You gotta walk in the identity of who you are. Walk in the identity of who, who you are. Praise be to God. That you may come to the realization of what Christ has done for you. You are not walking as, as Christ says because of your doing. You are walking as Christ says because of what he has done. I am crucified with Christ. And so I must transform my mind. I must renew my mind to walk so. I don't know how he stops everything. I don't know how he worketh in me. But one thing I know, when I embrace that truth in me and acknowledge that truth in me, I walk, praise God. The power to walk so is availed in me. When you agree with what he says, when you agree with what he has said, you become, you walk in it, praise be to God. You get the right of being. It's like a man who's not born in a particular country. And then he's transferred into another country and gains the citizenship of that country. It is his choice to either live life as the country has come in or live life as the country he came out of. But according to Jesus, he's saying, I have brought you into the kingdom of God. Live as a child of God. Take on the citizenship. Take on the rights. Take on the ability to walk as a child of God. He says to us, Praise God. The old man was crucified. I said the old man was, was crucified. Look at it again in Romans chapter 6 verse 8. Romans 6, 8. Today we have many scriptures to endeavor and go through. Look at it. It says to us, Now if ye be dead, ye le mando go zakatala gayaba. If ye be dead, is a believer. A believer is dead but alive in Christ. If ye be dead with Christ, hallelujah, we believe that we shall also live with him. Right now we are dead with Christ. Right now we are alive in Christ, hallelujah. Dead to the world, I want to say. We are dead, praise God. Just like Christ died and pays taxes no more. Just as Christ dies and has nothing to do with the dues of this world. My God, a believer died. Hallelujah. And because he died, he has no place for the Lord to work in his life. He has died to sin. He has died with Christ. Now he must live with Christ. Praise be to God. Somebody say, I died with him. I was buried with him. Look at uh, Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. Colossians 2 verse 12. He asks us to take this to another level. This is the evidence of our identity. You cannot put the spirit in control when you don't have the right identity. Your spirit, the born again spirit, cannot be in control when you still serving the law when you are still seeing that you are under a curse when you are still seeing yourself as a, uh, as somebody who has to do so that you may become no 
you are already what God has said you are. You have to embrace it. Make the spirit come into effect. Make your whole, your new man be on the throne and then you will walk so. So he says to us in Colossians 2, 12, he says, buried with him in baptism. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through faith, hallelujah, of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead, hallelujah, praise be to God. You may not see yourself as if you are, but I came to tell you, you died, believer, you died and you rose again. You died and you came back to life. You died with Christ, hallelujah. By faith you died and he rose him again. You rose again. There was an identification between you, with, with you, and, you and Christ, praise God. As he died in your place, you died. As he arose, you arose anew. Praise be to God. So you cannot talk of the old man. The old man is dead. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. The old man is, is dead. Arise to your identity that your spirit may be in charge. Remember that boat thing we started with. The boat will keep filled with water as long as the flesh is in control. You must put the flesh down, praise God. You must uh, put off that flesh and put on the new man, glory be to God, and walk in that identity. Walk in that identity. You know, it's not because you are walking in sin. It's not because, no, it is believing what Jesus has said you are. That's what makes you to walk in your identity. That's what makes you effective in the spirit of God. That's what it makes you effective as a, a new man and you be. It's not because you are walking around sinning. No, no, no. The matter of fact that you are in unbelief of what Jesus has said you are, you are in sin. Because one of the greatest sin is unbelief. Unbelief. Belittling what the blood of Jesus has done. Belittling what Christ has done for you. You must come to arise and know that when you are in Christ Jesus, praise God, you died, but you came back to life as he rose again. I want to submit it to you and assure you as a believer, you are going to live forever. It may be a time will come when you put off this body, but I'm this body because as he is alive, you too are alive. Praise be to God. Father, we give you praise. We glorify your holy name. So that is why it's important to realize he died that you may live. Look at Romans chapter 4, verse chapter 6, verse 4. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. Quickly, let's go there. He says, I believe. Look at it. What does it say? Therefore, we were buried with him by baptism. And where we buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we all should walk in newness of life. In newness of a believer was raised, renewed to walk as new as Christ. As new as you are no longer divined by your history. I say that again. 
You are no longer defined by your history. You are no longer defined by your history. You are no longer defined by your physical ties in this world. You are no longer defined by the ties. Your life is not defined by the ties that you have in this world. The ties of people that lived long time ago. The ties, no, you died and you rose again, praise God, and you have newness of life. You are walking in newness, uh, newness of life. Your life is new to God be the glory. You no longer have a history that is holding you back to God be the glory. Somebody say, I'm joined with Christ. I'm joined with Christ. Can we say amen? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I am joined with, with Christ to God be the glory. Now look at something beautiful here. Thank you, Jesus. Who is a believer? He is dead with Christ. Crucified with Christ. Risen with. Dead with Christ. Crucified with Christ. And done what? Risen with. So he walks in newness 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 of life today we're going to look also at number eight what is number eight number eight says a believer is free from the law oh somebody shout and say i'm free from the law a believer is free from the law praise be to god you are free from the law as a matter of fact you are dead to the law you are dead to the law what does this mean? Look at Romans chapter 7 verse 4. Romans chapter 7 verse 4. Praise the Lord. You are dead to the law. It says to us. <clears throat> Hallelujah. It says, Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law. You are what? Dead to law, the law. By the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. Praise God. I say praise the Lord. You see, the law cannot, con the law cannot condemn a dead man anymore. The law cannot, cannot condemn a dead man. A man, when he has died, the condemnation whatever it was, has led him to that death. So the law cannot be in operation over a dead man. Praise be to God. The law demanded performance. A dead man cannot perform anything. The dead man cannot. That is why a believer is free from the law. Because the law does not demand you to perform. We are dead to the law and have no need of works to approve ourselves to God. The works we do, we do them from the point of view of the nature we have become. The nature we have. I walk born again because that is who I am. I walk as a man because that's my nature. You walk as a woman because that is the nature of you as a woman. So the works we do in salvation are from a standing point of the nature we have become. Praise be to God. 
But we don't do any works that are designed just to appease God, to, to receive approval from God. Christ has done the work that approves us to God. Christ has done the work through the death, the burial, and the resurrection. That work has approved us to God, and we have become the righteousness of God. Oh, somebody shout and say, I'm the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. So that is what works in us. Because we are the righteousness of God, we walk so. We don't walk to become righteous. We don't serve to become righteous. We serve because we are righteous. Oh, praise be to God. We, we serve because we are righteous. We don't pray to be righteous. We pray because we are righteous. Glory be to God. We don't give to be righteous. We give because we are righteous. Can somebody say amen? We give because we are. We do things from the point of view of the nature we have become. Somebody say, God has set me free from the law. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Look at it again in Romans, in, in verse 6 of the same chapter. Verse 6, it says, But now we are delivered from the law. But now we are delivered from the law. That being dead therein, being dead wherein we were held, the law held us captive. Praise be to God. The law held us captive. We were held by the law and we are captive to it. Praise be to God. That we should serve now. We are no longer held there anymore. Praise God. Now we should serve in the newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Praise the Lord. I should not go around serving the law because the law has nothing to do with me anymore. I should stand in what Christ has made me. To God be the glory. People did the law so that they may be able to, to stand pleasing in the presence of God. But to God be the glory. God does not need pleasing anymore. You know what God needs? He needs you to stand in Christ and believe you are what he said you are. Because God is pleased with Christ. And whoever is in Christ becomes pleasing to God. You are beloved when you stand in Christ. In a moment you stand outside Christ to try to fix things in your own way, you are unpleasing. We are only pleasing when we are in him. To God be the glory. In him we are free from the law. In him we serve by the newness of spirit. In him we don't serve the letter, the oldness of the letter. Hey, born again, saved child of God. You are free, praise God. I say you are a born-again person is free. Completely free. Free of the law. The law does not hold you captive. You are free. You have liberty. Galatians chapter 3 verse 25. What does he say to us? But after that faith is come, we are no longer under the schoolmasters. What are we not? The, the, the law was a schoolmaster. The law had a stick with this. The law was caning us. The law was condemning us. The law was a tutor. 
the law was trying to design us to bring us to some place. And that place was a place of faith. Now the child of God that you've come into faith, there is no longer need for you to be under the schoolmaster anymore. Praise be to God. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Somebody say, I'm no, I'm no longer under the law. Yes, we are not under the law anymore. Thank you, Jesus. This is the reason why you are not under the law. Look at it in Romans 6, 14. This is a big reason why you are not under the law. Romans 6, 14, it says to us, For sin shall not have dominion over you. For ye are not under the law, but under grace. In other words, when you stay in the law, you stay under the control of condemnation. When you stay serving the law, you stay under being conscious of sin. You are conscious of, 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 of the law. So you are conscious every day of sin. Sin is the consciousness you carry everywhere. Am I okay? Am I pleasing God? Am I this? Am I that? You, in other words, you are under the bondage and the influence of the law. That means every time you walk as if you are mindful of being pleasing. You are mindful of not offending the law. But let me tell you, whatever way you are mindful of, you cannot meet the standard Jesus met for you. Jesus met for you the standard that is pleasing before God. The standard that he lived a life without sin. Praise be to God. He satisfied God without sin. But man, even when you think in your head, you are sinning against God. Even when you think in your heart, you are sinning against God. Even when you, 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 you think or do whatever it is, because nothing that a man can do can please God without Christ. It is when we are in Christ, praise be to God, that we become pleasing to him. Praise be to the Lord. So he's telling us that we shall not, sin shall not have dominion. Sin has been told you have been paid. Sin has been told your, your, the ransom is paid. You shall not control them that are in Christ Jesus. The bondage of sin has been cut. The control of sin has been cut away. The, the mastery of sin has been cut away. The dominion of sin has been removed. Sin has no legal entity upon a believer. Because the believer is not under the law. Sin is always available where there is a law. Praise be to God. But now that there is no law, glory be to God, sin cannot abide on a believer. Am I talking to anybody here? Some of these identities are very strong for people to take them. We must learn them that when we walk in them, we become the evidence of what they say. For sin shall have no dominion. It shall have no... You cannot allow it. You must come to a place where you tell sin where to go. You must tell... Understand I'm under grace. I'm not under the law. You are not working under condemnation. Will sin come to you? Oh yes, it will come. Will temptation come to you? Oh yes, it will come. It will come to tempt you trying to enter in you. 
trying to do it. The same way it came to Jesus, the same way it tempted Adam, the same way it tempted Jesus, it is going to keep coming. But you know what? God has told it, God has mentioned it, that it has no more legal hold over you. It has no more legal hold over you. So you have the ability to say no, and it will go. Praise God. Somebody say amen. It doesn't have any dominion over you. It doesn't have any control over you. You can say no to it. Oh, can somebody say amen? Father, we give you praise. Oh, can somebody shout, I am a child of God. I don't stand under condemnation. Somebody say, I'm free from the law in Jesus' name. Can we say amen? Let's, let's look at this as we come to the rounding up of this. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. 2 Corinthians 3, 11. To God be the glory. Is anybody being blessed? Praise be to God. 2 Corinthians 3, 11. What does it say to us? It says, thank you, Jesus. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remains is what? That which sustains, there is a glory that remains with you that outruns the glory of the law. The law had a glory, but the law, the glory of the law was always fading away. It was always fading away. It was always going away. But there is a, a glory that is everlasting. Child of God, you have come into Christ Jesus and receive the glory of Christ. You are abiding with the glory that is forever. That is for... So you cannot abide under the glory of the law and still try to be pleasing. You must learn to be in the glory that abides forever. That glory is what Christ has done for you. Oh, praise be to God. Somebody say, I am of God. I believe in God. In Jesus' name. One of the other things that we want to follow, look at, uh, look at the next point, point number nine. I'm a child of God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. A believer is a child of... A child of God means there is a life of God in you. To God be the glory. Your child bears your life, hallelujah. Your child... When somebody says you're a child of God, you are my child, it means my life is in you. Whatever it is, whatever is in me is going through you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say we are children of God. Yes, we are born again and called born again. Look at this. Look at it. You know the scripture. It says John chapter 3 verse 3. Thank you, Jesus. To God be the glory. John chapter 3 verse 3. What does it say to us? Jesus answered and said unto him verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of god he cannot see this is important this is very important it is fundamental he says except you are born again Oh my good God Almighty. Believer, this is saying, except you put on that new man, you cannot see the effectiveness of the kingdom of God. You cannot see 
that knowledge, that, that revelation, that, um, that richness, that inheritance of a born again, except you have this identity, you must learn to identify with a new birth. He says you cannot see the kingdom of God. This is not like traveling to United States or traveling to another country to see it. No, it means that you, there is an ability to see that kingdom of God when you are right here. But you cannot see this kingdom of God if you are not in the identity of a born again. You must learn to stand in that identity. You must learn to embrace it. You must learn to receive it. Except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see there is a visionness that is required here. You, you can be able to see the kingdom of God because your mind is renewed. Your heart has been renewed. Your thinking has been renewed. Your understanding has been renewed. You are seeing things not as the world sees them, but you see things with the eyes of the Son of God. You see things, you see the whole world through the Spirit of God. And that is what he's saying to you, to God be the glory. That we must learn to God be the glory. To see the kingdom of God through the eyes of the identity of a born again believer. You are born again. Don't hold on to the notions of not being born again. Look at verse 5 in the same chapter. Verse 5. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. What does he say in verse 5? He says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man, <laughs> and say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot, he can, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He cannot do what? This water and spirit are the same. It's like saying water even the spirit even of the spirit because water is a is synonymous in scripture to the spirit in the in the in the greek way or hebrew way there there's a relationship between the two now you need to understand here that these things are spiritual these things are what to be born again means spiritual don't say for me to be born again, then the scars will not be on my, I will not see the scars of my body. No, we are talking of being born of spirit. That your mind is of the spirit. Your heart is of the spirit. That you can be able to enter and see the kingdom of God. In this entering, that means you have become a child of God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. To God be the glory. Look at John chapter 1 verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 12. What does he say to us? But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Hallelujah. The sons of God to them that believe on his name. Now, this word sons here is a hair. The word son is used as a hair. We've just seen their children of God. 
to be child of God, to be born of God. But now when we talk of here, son, we are talking that, that you are a child who is also entitled to a heir, to be a heir. You are not just a child, but you are a child with an entitlement of being heir to the inheritances of God. Oh, somebody say amen. Can you say I'm a child of God? I'm a seed of God. Father, we give you praise. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to be a child of God? A child of God means you have been quickened. Somebody say, I've been quickened. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. What does it say? And you has he quickened who were dead in trespass and in sin. In other words, he made me alive. Alive by what? By the same spirit that works in him. He made me alive. I came to life because the life of God, praise God, is oozing within me. Is in me. So his life in me made me alive. Quickened me. Praise be to God. That as I was dead, he, the thing that I had in sin made me dead. But now that that life of God has come in me, it made me one of him. It made me born again. His life is goozing inside of me. His life has quickened me to life. Praise be to God. Can somebody say amen? How am I a child of God? Look at 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. I'm a child of God because I have been born, praise God, not of corruptible things, but of incorruptible. This is the evidence children of God have to stand in. The evidence children of God have to being born again, being not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the words, by the word. Verse 20, well, go, go ahead, Father, we give you praise. By the word of God, which lives and abides forever, to God be the glory. That word is in you. That word is abiding in you. That word is going on in you to bring forth life in you. I am born again. I said, I am, I'm a child of God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. Unveiling a believer. This is what it means that you are a believer. That you carry his life in you. Can we say amen? And as we come to a conclusion of this, which we're going to build on next time, we want to grow in understanding. I should not walk with the mentality that I'm still connected. I'm still abiding in a life that lacks. I am in a life of God that he has set me and declared me to be his child, which means this life is still going inside of me. His life is in me. Praise be to God. The life of God is in me. Oh, somebody said the life of God is in me. The life of God is in me. In Jesus' name. Wherever I find myself, in whatever I am doing, I am a child of God. That's my identity. That's why I call on you as we, as we started before concerning, as we started before concerning the boat, the relationship we have with the boat that is sinking. If you let the flesh to reign, if you identify yourself according to the flesh, you will drown. You will drown. 
but identify yourself according to the Spirit. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Identify yourself with the Spirit. Let whatever you do be of the Spirit. Identify yourself with what Jesus has said you are. Identify yourself with what Christ has done for you. Identify yourself according to the new nature that God has made you. You are no longer defined by your history. You are no longer defined by what happened years even before you leave. No, you are no longer defined by your parents. You are no longer defined by your family ties. You are no longer defined by anything. As a believer, you are defined by the work of Christ. Oh, praise be to God. Father, glorify your name. That is why today I want to encourage everybody that is tuning within today in Jesus' name. It's time to walk like Christ says you are. Walk in the newness of life. Walk abiding in that identity. Let the spirit reign. Let the new man in you reign. That you may come to the knowledge of God in Jesus' name. Wherever this message finds you, I pray for you. That you come to the revelation of Christ. Come to the understanding of what Christ has done for you. You are no longer held back in bondage because of the lack of what you see in the flesh. You are not defined by what the world has done. You are defined by the Spirit of God, by the identity Christ has done in you through his death, his burial, and resurrection. So today I encourage you, unveil yourself to the world. Unveil yourself in this identity of a child of God. Unveil yourself in this promise that God has already set you to be. Don't sit back and try to go along with the anything that tells you you are this because your mother was. No, there is something different about you. You are a child of God. There's something unique about you. That this world, this world is yearning to see the sons of God, the daughters of God, the children of God. Praise be to God. It is time for you to arise in your true identity. Unveiling the identity of a believer is paramount in working in an effective life of salvation. Because you cannot despise what Jesus did by saying you can do it another way. You are not different with people who have not believed, who are still under the bondage of the law, who are still trying to labor, trying to make ends meet, to appease God. You must come to the appreciation, I am what God says I am. I have done what God says I have done. I have become what God says I have become. Praise be to God. And as we, and as we come to conclusion, we need to come to an understanding. Your walk is not determined in any form and shape by the works that you do to appease God. Your walk, praise be to God, is determined by what Christ has done for you. For this reason, I call on you, arise. 
Arise to your true identity. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stop looking over your shoulder as if God, you are a debtor to God. Stop looking over your shoulder as if you are, no, Christ has stood to reveal himself in you and pay for everything. In Jesus' name. So walk powerful. Walk knowing your nature in Christ Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone that is underneath the sound of my voice. I lift them before you, Lord God. I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, that they may come to the wisdom of, of you, revealing you, coming to the knowledge of you, Father God, walking in the manifestation of the truth. I pray for everyone underneath the sound of my voice, Father, they are victorious. They walk in victory. They are the revelation that Christ came into this world. That they are yours, Father God. That they are yours in the name of Jesus. I thank you that what you have done in them, Father God, in the name of Jesus, they are realizing it by the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, for effectiveness in their life. That they walk effective in the wisdom of God. Walk effective in understanding Christ. That your name, Lord Jesus, be glorified in their lives. Father, we give you praise. I pray for you, everyone, underneath the sound of my voice. May the strength of God be manifested in you, in Jesus' name. And his glory overshadow you to the glory of God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. telling you, you will be surprised, praise be to God, that you will be alive even when you 